The following program is your wake-up call. Listener discretion advised. Welcome to the Progressive Union. I am your host, Dorian DeLeonardo, broadcasting to you from New York City. We report the news the corporate media ignores. Joining me for this hour, as always, is my husband and co-host, Tony DeLeonardo. And I am not a happy camper this evening. No. And now there are two. Two candidates, two old guys, one senile. That's what we're down to. Which is not a problem if you're voting for Bernie. Um, yeah, that was a painful... We had to kind of absorb um, Super Tuesday, of which we were left out of this time around. New York's no longer a Super Tuesday state. Uh, California became one. Whatever, let them have their chance. They figure once sooner or later we're going to be underwater anyway, so why bother? <laughs> why bother with us? Um, gurgle, gurgle. So... What happened, okay? What the hell happened? The uh, the tally is Bernie got Colorado, California, Utah, and Vermont. And Biden, after winning... Oh, he got Texas, too. I forgot to put Who Texas did? Down. Biden. Biden got Texas. Okay. And Biden got Texas, Virginia, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Arkansas, Alabama, Tech, Tennessee, and Maine. Now, the one I was bitching and moaning i figured texas could go either way i wasn't counting on texas california i would have really wanted to shot well texas bernie was looking very good but i'll minnesota, talk about that later. maine and massachusetts really threw me yeah me too so the texas story for me because i was really following twitter people waited online for hours to vote They've also gotten rid of, remember, the Civil Rights Act was gutted, so now states can make any kind of changes they want regarding voting. They don't have to get permission, and Texas is one of those states that would have had to report the changes. So they've closed like 750 polling areas, so there's not as many places to vote. People have to wait online for seven to eight hours. Imagine that's your whole day. You're an old person, you have children, you have a job. To wait anywhere for anything for seven or eight hours is insane um, and inconvenient. And some people maybe can't stay on that line. They just can't stay. Yeah, they got to go potty. They're they, hungry. They, they're thirsty. They might have to go back to work. They have, Maybe they're with their children. Um, so that that's been was going on in Texas. If that affected uh, the vote, I don't know, but I can't imagine it makes it easy for people to vote because that's not our goal in America. Our goal in America for the establishment on both sides is to suppress the vote you know, they, to keep their agenda alive. How is that be are always, you know, crowing about democracy, but then they make it more difficult to vote in their own country. So how is that democracy? It's not. It's it's all um, gaslighting. Really, I would say everything that has happened in the past week has been gaslighting. And so, that was the name of an old movie. Who was in the movie, dear? I have no idea. I think I saw it with you. Yeah. But I don't I remember. Because I like those old... So movies. who was in it, hon? Charles Boyer. Charles Boyer. The one who used to go home and take his hair off and read a book. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what happened? Okay, so Joe Biden won South Carolina, okay, which God, was expected. That was expected. Now, remember, I don't think that South Carolina, that we have a prayer in the general, and this is very important, of winning South Carolina. So winning against Trump, that's not going to be in our column by anybody, any candidate that we have. 
he won and you would have think i don't know he cured cancer okay the media went bananas joe biden is back joe biden's in it joe biden's the front runner now so all of a sudden the media Something came Grab along hands. in the middle of the night and bit Joe Biden on the neck. Right. Joe Biden. So he's got a second life. Joe Biden became resurrected. Yeah. Uh, and the media just gave him a lot of free airtime talking about Joe Biden over and over and over again. Um, and then, of course, the candidates that had no prayer, you know, Amy and Pete. I'm so glad they're gone. Um, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes Beto O'Rourke in Texas, which they thought made a big difference. Now, first of all, Beto O'Rourke could beat Ted Cruz. Beto Remember that. Beto O'Rourke looked like he hit one too many bongs in his life <laughs> and fell off one too many surfboards. But anyway, he endorsed oh, oh. Joe Biden. So they all grabbed hands and jumped on the Biden campaign, and so did, so did the media. It shows you how full of poop. Beto O'Rourke is. Now I'm waiting to see if Elizabeth Warren well, goes the same we way. we don't know. Little I'm, Miss Progressive. Yeah, she might endorse no one and keep her delegates to herself and make backroom deals as things get closer because Elizabeth cares about Elizabeth. The and more that's it. and more I find out about Elizabeth Warren. It's disappointing. They should have put her on the show Dynasty. They could have put her in the middle of Linda Evans and Joan Collins as the third villain. Oh, you're funny. So... That's what we're, you know, we're, we're, we're down to two. So the media really set it up. And remember, who watches television, okay? It's a big divide generationally. And I want to remember we were watching the circus, and it was very classic. There was one little part of the circus I want to refer to, so I just jotted it down. I don't want to forget. So the divide is this. Younger people, 40 and under, they really get their news from somewhere else. They're really not watching mainstream media. Like, we watch both, Tony and I, because we have to, to do this show. But most people that are younger are watching YouTube or listening to podcasts. People that are older, and as, as the age goes up, they're watching CNN, MSNBC, Fox. That's what they're watching. So in the Democratic side, let's say they're watching CNN and MSNBC. So all they hear is, for those days, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden. And they think that these endorsements make Joe Biden more palatable. And they think in their heads, oh, he's going to beat Trump because they say he will. Now, the other fly in the ointment, which I haven't heard anybody mention but I think it's worth mentioning, is during this period of time, this coronavirus thing started to catch speed here. All right, it started to land here. People started dying. People were sick. People were worried. And who came on TV and did a press conference for the longest? We haven't seen him forever. That, that press room, we haven't seen that in like over a year. Trump. I didn't watch it. I was out doing stuff. Tony was texting me and telling me some of the crazy things he was saying. Later, I did watch it. I think we talked about it in the last show. And then he had other crazy things he was saying. Meanwhile, people are getting anxiety. The stock market's tanking. People are losing money. People are canceling vacations, parties, weddings, meetings. The things are getting real. And this is the guy that's in charge. And people are saying, we cannot have this guy for another four years. I get it. They start to panic and say, who's going to beat him? 
Anybody. We just got to get rid of this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to exterminate your house, right? You need to get rid of the, the, get an exterminator in. Call somebody. First name you see in the phone book. You call them and you try to get somebody in to save your house. This is it. People think the house is burning down and they're scared. And they're looking for some normalcy. But let's go back to normal. They say that a lot on, on TV, on mainstream media. We, we can't take a chance on a revolution. We just got to get back to normal. You know, like when Obama was here. that They feel that was normal. Even though a ton of problems exist, they want to go back to normal because they're scared. And I get it. This was a perfect storm. I want revolution. I understand. That's what you want. Now, on the circus, I don't remember the names of the people, but... Um, well, Heilman and the other one and the... They're, they're always eating and wearing hats. No, no, I know that. No, but I don't remember the, 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 the young man and his grandmother. So I forget where they were. Um, oh, the African-American. Yeah, they were, they were at a watch party for the debate. And the African-American grandson was a Bernie supporter. Very enthusiastic. And I don't know how old he was. I would say he was in his 20s, late 20s. The grandmother, I don't know how old she was, but she was up there way past Medicare and Social Security. And way past her prime. And she was adamantly not Bernie Sanders. And it didn't matter that he was saying, like, our generation needs, you know, help. And that's why we like Bernie. She wanted to hear nothing of it. She wasn't even sympathetic to like the plight of younger Americans and what their life, what they're facing. She had hers and she didn't care about him. And this is what we have right now. He was giving her daggers. Oh, yeah. He said to her, well, we'll talk about this later. And he looked at her. So I said to myself, that's the America we're looking at. We're looking at the people that already have theirs. Even they're, when they're relating to their family members, okay, this is a very me society. I've said this to Tony over the years. It's a me society for the most part and not a we society, right? They're always talking about how generous Americans are when there's a tragedy or disaster. Not necessarily. Yes, there are a lot of You know kind who's the most generous man I know in America? Who's that? Joel Osteen. Oh, he's not that generous. I meant it facetiously. Oh, yeah. He, d he didn't help the people cruising in his own by, state. Cruising by during a flood with his own yacht. And he's supposed to be a religious leader. So it's a very me society. So people say, I got mine. I don't want to pay more taxes. I have my health insurance. I'm happy with it. I'm not sick. I don't have any problems. I have a house. I have everything. Yeah, they don't care. They don't look around and say... How is that fair? I got mine, but some people don't have theirs. And not only that, you would spend less money if we all had health care. You'd lose your job. You'd still have health care. They don't want to think that far. They're just thinking about their wallet, their now, and that's it. Nothing else. So there's a divide. The younger people, they care about themselves and everyone else. They care about the planet. They care about the future. The older people are like, I got mine. I get my Social Security. I have my Medicare. I have my Medicaid. I have my house, my pension, whatever. They'll just have to pick themselves up by the bootstraps. How much you that that black kid went home and he took the battery out of his grandmother's life alert? Oh, you're funny. <laughs> Her hearing aid that's paid for by... Take that, Medicare. Grandma. Um... So there's, you know, there's a lot going on here. Now, I still, I also agree with Tony. Those states were mind boggling. Um, I don't know if it's Elizabeth Warren, in fact, that she stayed in on purpose to block Bernie in those states to take the percentages away. Although the pundits, and I don't know if I believe them, 
say only half of her su supporters would vote for Bernie. Nobody knows that, okay? There's a lot of polls that they give you after an election, I'm going to tell you, that's all horse crap. It doesn't exist, okay? I work polls. I've told you guys this a million times. There's nobody outside doing any kind of exit polling at our polling place. No, not, I've never been asked. Never. We're told we're not allowed to talk to them. Ever. You've told me that. No, well, we're not allowed to talk to people about who they voted, but there are people that can be standing outside a polling place doing what's called exit polling. Okay, they have to be 100 feet away from the polling place in New York. And they just ask you, who did you vote for? And may ask you questions. But honestly, I don't really think they do that nationwide. They do it randomly. Election, I hope on election day when they ask me and if Bernie doesn't get the nod and I walk out and they come up to me, I voted in Bernie. <laughs> funny. I um, wrote him in. And we wrote him in. So... None of that's real, okay? Bernie and Tulsi. There's no way. One that, and two. I don't, there's no way they have that data. It's all fabricated, fictitious nonsense, okay? It just doesn't exist, okay? Just don't believe it. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's nothing. They make it up. It's a whole big nothing burger. So we talked about voter suppression. The coronavirus, I definitely think, is a, a factor. I think it will continue to be subconsciously. They won't bring it up the media. I don't I didn't hear anybody else bring it up, but I think that is a big factor and I think it hurts Bernie because people are leery of Bernie beating Trump. However, yesterday Tony said something very interesting to me. So I can't believe any nobody's come up with it besides we me. Only had one eye open last night. We're listening to like some of the YouTubers about the you know, the aftermath of the election. And Tony says to me how do you think Biden's going to do against Trump when he starts? Who do you think? What do you think he's going to talk about nonstop? And I said, what? Hunter Biden. We just finished that whole impeachment, right? And Hunter Biden was in the center of the impeachment. And you don't think that Trump isn't going to grab onto that? And Tony said Biden is tainted. And that's not the only reason, because Biden definitely has a lot of weaknesses against Trump. Trump is not going to run um, a policy uh, messaging campaign. He doesn't, he doesn't have, have any. any, okay? Trump is going to do a cult of personality campaign. So he is going to beat the drum about Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden constantly. And Biden, what is he going to do? How is he going to defend himself? He's going to look like a doofus and he can't defend himself. It's indefensible. It's watch, not defendable. Watch Jill Biden throw a shoe at Trump oh during the debate. Oh, my God, you're so funny. They made such a big deal out of Jill Biden guarding her husband. They didn't have security. You want to vote for yeah, a guy. Like some, uh, what were they, what are they, the Amazons, the women, the warriors? I don't know what. But Jill Biden. First of all, she was a vegan activist, okay, for animals. Geriatric Amazon. And what you didn't see, because I saw it on the Young Turks, is what they did to her after. They threw her down a, a set of stairs and knocked her on the ground. She is a woman that is advocating for animals. I believe it's cows, okay? And that's what they did to her. And then they threw her down. And, uh, they just tossed yeah, you her. You know why? Because Biden's always eating ice cream. <laughs> You're so funny. And the fact that he's running for president, he's the former vice president, he has access to Secret Service because he is the former vice president. Where was his security? He had no money at that point. He couldn't even get security. You want that guy? You think that's a very responsible thing to do, not to have security? So, now the other thing I want to say is the next debate is on March 15th, if I'm not wrong, CNN and Univision, okay? 
Univision is the what? The Spanish? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. So Bernie's got a lot of support in the Spanish community. Tons. Oh, Bernardo. Oh, yes. Senor Sanders. There you go. So Jorge Ramos is going to be there. I'm kind of indifferent about Jorge Ramos. And I don't know who's They're going to call, CNN. like what they call Butch Cassidy. They're going to call Biden bandido Yankee. Go oh, home, so Yankee. <laughs> so now we're going to have a debate, okay, of two people. Now, if you've been nerdy like me and watched all of these debates, when you had 10 people or 12, and then you had 9 and 8 and 7 and 6, that's still quite a lot of people, right? So Biden did not have to answer that many questions. What do you think I'm still waiting for? What are you waiting for? What do you think I'm waiting for? I don't know. When Hillary said, I'm in. I'm in? Hillary, when she yeah. goes, I'm in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. God help me. No. That's all we need. She's no. so uh, she's such an egomaniac. She's probably home thinking about it. No, I don't think so. She has a podcast now. A podcast. What does she need a podcast for? More gaslighting. Okay, seriously. She's going to gaslight people. The people that liked her, the pantsuit ladies. Those are the ladies that are with Elizabeth Warren, by the way. Those are... Her supporters, these highly educated women, you know, that are in Florida, that are in Connecticut. All I can say is Hillary, Hillary Clinton, you're lucky you weren't born in, in, in Salem back in the 1600s. <laughs> they would have burnt her at the stake. Is that what you're saying? She's a witch. Um, anyway, so they have the debate. So Joe Biden, if you remember, he would be at the, at the debate stage. They'd ask him a question. And when he started to trail off his brain, he'd be like, oh, I guess I'm out of time. Oh, that's all the time I have? I don't want to overtalk. Like, when he started to lose his marbles, he would just all of a sudden, like, couldn't connect his thoughts and just stop talking. Now, when it's only two people, he's going to have to answer a lot more questions back and forth. Bernie is going to come after him, I hope, aggressively. And I hope one of the things he goes after him is Social Security because Joe Biden screamed on the Senate floor about wanting to cut Social Security and disappointed he was. And his boss... Obama wanted to cut Social Security, and Bernie went nuts about it to Obama. So he really needs to go after those types of things with Joe Biden. And Joe Biden has a terrible record. Criminal justice, I don't know why the African Americans vote for him. Awful. He could be Republican. If, he, if a Republican voted the way Joe Biden did, we would be like, how could you vote for that guy? Right? He has a terrible, terrible record on trade. But that Social Security, that YouTube clip, Bernie just has to say, it's on YouTube and say it, and people will start Googling it. And there he is, wanting to steal our money. Our money. So now this is the campaign. Bernie is the outsider. Biden's got all these endorsements, right? And the Obama bundlers, those are the super PAC donors, they are now, Tony hates this word, coalescing with Biden. So that means all the pharmaceutical companies, the insurance companies, the oil and gas, like all these entities. Coalescing and colonoscopy sound very, very similar <laughs> to one another. You're so funny. So they're all coming behind Joe because they know Joe's going to do for them. He's going to let those Trump tax cuts sunset and become permanent, just like Obama let the Bush tax cuts become permanent. It's going to be the same I story. I Obama when he used to talk. Spare change is coming to America. Yeah, spare change. Um, so 
You know, and Bernie has to be the guy and say it, that he's the guy that got Amazon and Walmart to pay his their employees $15 an hour. I mean, he did that as a senator from Vermont. So when they say, oh, how are you going to get this done? All he has to say is, I did that as a senator. If I'm president, imagine the things I can do. Look at Biden's super PAC donors. How much you want to bet? Walmart and Amazon. I wouldn't be surprised, Jeff Bezos, who pays no freaking taxes. Probably one and two on the hit parade. Well, I think, I hope that Bernie's people, and I'm sure they are, are looking to see who the donors are of Joe Biden. Who are these people? So Bernie can say it, and people are going to be home Googling. You can find anything out as you're sitting there and Google it. That it's factual. They have made Joe Biden warm and fuzzy. He's not warm and fuzzy. He's not a friend of the working man. And I hope Michael Moore goes to Michigan. I'm sure he will. He's a surrogate for Bernie and talks to his people in Michigan. And I hope they get out there and vote for Bernie like they did the last time. And, you know, these are union workers. Joe Biden is not going to help them. And he's also losing his mind. He is the beginning of Alzheimer's dementia. Something is wrong. He's an older man. Marlon Brando playing Colonel Kurtz in Apocalypse Now (laughs) made more sense rambling in the shadows of that that temple than Biden made sense on these debate stages. No, he really loses his track. And and remember... He's going to look over at Bernie. He's going to say, are you an assassin? (laughs) But I'm a socialist. You're it, neither. There, there are two people on that stage. You're an errand boy. And the other thing is... <laughs> you're so funny. We're Sub-bi- losing our minds. Super packs to collect the bills. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be two people. And while this goes on, if I, I hope he melts down. Oh, please let people see that he's like doesn't have his marbles. Then people should say to themselves, can I picture Joe Biden standing next to Trump and holding his own? And I say no because Trump is a lunatic and he's very good at these debates and he's just good at doing this. He has the talent. So Bernie is just going to ignore most of what crazy stuff Trump says and he's going to keep on message. He's also going to rip Trump a a, a you-know-what for all the promises he made and didn't keep. He will. He will aggressively do it because Bernie's brain is working very well. Bernie's a wonder, okay? Uh, Biden is not going to be on his game to be able to like remember and recite and respond. It's, you know, it's kind of like a boxer. He's going to get bloodied. It's going to be so ugly. And people are going to sit there and say, oh my God, we picked the wrong guy. Kind of like Wilder Fury part two. I didn't see it, but I'll say okay. I saw it. All I'm saying is... What the hell was I watching? I'm glad I didn't spend 75 hours on that thing. We are going (laughs) to... I'm just hoping that he really pounds him on things that people will realize makes Biden look not so warm and fuzzy, Uncle Joe, as he's made himself out to be riding on the Amtrak going to work. He's not that person. His record is abysmal absolutely abysmal and bernie doesn't have the baggage like tony said bernie's not tainted what the hell is he going to say to his people bernie is going to make you pay a lot of taxes and then bernie is going to be like yeah you're going to get health care now so when you lose your job you have health care now you know we were just watching the corporate media chris cuomo and we watched this scientist talking about um the coronavirus he was a doctor a doctor and I had heard this before, that people 
We got a little light flicker just now. Um, Did you just get an idea, dear? Yeah, I know, right? People, a big idea. You're so funny. People could get a CAT scan to find it if you have the coronavirus of your lungs, okay? And they had said that in the early. Now, we didn't hear about it again because, of course, the insurance companies are deciding, oh, are we going to cover that? Because that's a lot of CAT scans to cover. And you know some of the insurance companies will say, well, you could have had the test first. So you didn't have the test first. You can't have the CAT scan. And, you know, CAT scan is an extremely expensive test. So your insurance might not cover and you might get stuck with the bill. So it's all about money. So if you had Medicare, you'd probably go have the freaking CAT scan because sometimes they don't, when they give the test, they don't know if you have it. So they have to give you a you second test. The, if you, you take the test, mm-hmm. your employer won't cover it. You find out you got the coronavirus. You go in the next morning <laughs> and, and you kiss your boss right on the mouth. There you go. Give it to all your coworkers. And you shove your tongue right and down. And then, then they all... They and all. you give them the tongue right down to his tonsils. Oh, you're funny. How about sending back, you know, the uh, the denial notice and just spit in it? How about that? And give it to your insurance company. That's even better. No, because it's your boss that doesn't want to insure you. No, it's not your boss. The insurance just doesn't cover it. It's not your boss's fault. Insurance companies deny for whatever they want to deny for. Dick Durbin was saying on the Senate floor the other day, how do we know these tests are going to be covered by the insurance company? Who's paying for this? In South Korea, they're doing drive-through tests. That's why their numbers are going down. They have people in hazmat outfits testing people. Oh, while you're here picking up sushi and Chinese (laughs) Korean food, come here and let me swab face. They are doing it, They're though. They're rolling up a little moped. Now here, what happened with the test today? We don't have enough. Not going to make it. We're not going to have a million tests. A million tests. We have 360 million known people in this country. What happens to people that are undocumented that are afraid? They can't come out of the shadows because they think they're going to be deported. These are problems, okay? And when people are voting, they're thinking, we got to get rid of this maniac and get back to normal. I wonder, this this, is a problem. I wonder if this virus got into North Korea. Uh, nobody goes into North Korea. Yeah, but I mean, if nobody. this thing is airborne... Uh, it's unlikely. No, I was trying but they to, don't care. Just... I was trying to figure out how this thing moved around, and I don't know if anybody has seen the 12 Monkeys with Bruce Willis. Oh, here goes Tony. And Brad Pitt. No, at the end, think about it. This guy, David Morse, played him. He was a religious nut, red hair, ponytail... He's got a list of cities he was going into in airports, and he's got this stuff on him. And that's how he spread the plague around, just going to airports. Yeah. And then he would would let it loose, and then he would go to the next airport. He was going up. He was actually an employee of Christopher Plummer, who was, uh, uh, I forget what his job was, but he was Brad Pitt's father in the movie. Right. But this guy got his hands on this stuff, and he closed a, cl- a global pandemic that decimated the world's population because he was a religious nut. Well, I'm not going to go that far, but the but thing is, the problem is... If you were is... looking to start a global pandemic, an airport would be one of the best places to drop a germ. Well, yeah, but the problem is... people would be infected getting on a plane, going somewhere else, go to another airport, spread that around before they even go home, and nobody knew they did it. No, I know that. We're going in Alex Jones territory. No, I'm not saying... That happened. But that could possibly happen. Well, this is what happened, I think, is nobody really knew much about it. 
it was isolated in one area for the longest time. Tom Cotton was the only person we heard from the government. We saw a hearing he had, Re- Republican representative who happens to be a doctor, and he was very worried about this, and he felt like, you know, we really better start paying attention. This was weeks ago. So I think people were walking around with this for a long time, showing no symptoms. Some people are very, um, lo- they're not very symptomatic. Uh, they don't really get sick. But in the meantime, they're traveling, they're going places, they're visiting people like the nursing home. I could only take one person coming to visit and that, and the virus gets out and it goes from one person to another and all of a sudden Washington State is a Petri dish. So it's very easy for people to spread germs because people travel. You get on the train, you go to your job. I mean, you're interacting with a lot of different people and then those people get it and three to five more people get it. So it's really not in the realm of possibility. And because the incubation period looks like it's 14 days at least, that's what they think. That's a long time that you might not show any signs at all. I have a feeling that this this virus somehow, Mm. it, uh, it becomes virulent in very damp places. Why do you think it's damp? Because I don't know. Look at all the cases in Seattle. All it does is rain there every day. If you look at the middle of the country, there's really nothing going on Not yet. yet. How about the South? But the, now in Florida. Other than Florida. I think in a few other states. There's I would, a lot of New Yorkers these, and people the, going the, back the, and you forth. Know, this, this map is starting to uh, you know fill in like a color form. Yes, uh, because we move around. We're a very mobile exactly. country. But the fact that it's up in Washington State, in Oregon, wherever it else... These are very damp places. Well, you see what happened, the man in Westchester. The guy in Westchester got it, okay? He works in a law firm. Now they're testing people at the law firm. I said to Tony, now they're going to have to test his children. They had to close the school. Now the children have it and the family has it. And their neighbors who were friendly with the family, they have it. Now there's going to be people in the law firm that have it. They have to clean and sanitize the whole law firm. You know what that is to sanitize everything? Everything you touch. If they're going to sanitize anything, they got to get into those air vents, those ducts. I don't think they're going to be doing that. They should. That's where you know how much money goes. I understand, but it is money. Everything Remember is money. Remember when Seinfeld, when he was trying to unstinkify <laughs> his car, and he tried everything, and there the car the still smelled? I says, Jerry, I would have told him, Jerry, his B.O. went into your air conditioning units. But, Tony, it's all about the money, Lebowski. The testing is money. Cleaning is money. Getting people to do it is money. Those people have to be appropriately well, gee, protected. Stop protected. spending how much in Afghanistan every month? Three billion. Three billion dollars. They never how about ask us. rerouting that money? They never ask us. You know, I was talking to a lovely woman the other day who is a low vision artist um, in our area, and we talked a little politics. And she said that same thing. They have older relatives that are not open to the progressive message of Bernie Sanders and the younger side of her family is. And I said, you know, why don't you use this argument the next time and ask them? Because they say, where is the money going to come from? I said, do they ever ask where is the money going to come from for the seven or eight wars that we're in? The seven or eight occupations that we're in, drone strikes and killing people, they never asked, how do we get $3 billion a month for Afghanistan for 17, 18 years now? Nobody ever asked, how are we going to pay for it? But when it comes to health care for you and me, they always ask, how are we going to pay for it? So it's a decision making. 
So I think that's our show. We just want to sort of summarize what's happened and what and is blow happening. Off some steam. And I do want to tell you, don't lose faith. Keep supporting Bernie because Bernie has always supported all of us, all workers. So if you get an email to donate, please do that because he needs to keep running. He's running a lot of ads in the next states, really good ads his team has put together. Give him 10 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever. If you can afford more, just keep giving. Keep supporting Bernie. I'll if you tell can... you how I would deal with this virus. <laughs> and Chicken keep... soup for everybody. Oh, you're funny. And keep volunteering your time if you can. Make some phone calls. And get out and get some exercise. Let's play some basketball. There you go. So that's our show. We'll be with you next time. See ya. <laughs>